Welcome everyone to the B-Zone with yours truly, Tracy S. Campbell. We are back and yes, we have another great conversation for you today. And to help with this conversation are two great people. First up, our show producer, author, and just all around extraordinary woman, Tamara Knighting. Hey. Hey there, Tam. Thank you. And of course, we have to have the male perspective on the of course, show. Of course. Of course. And of course. of course, plenty of opinions to go along with that. <laughs> Dairy's parent. Dairy's welcome. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. Good do. to have you as well. Oh, man. Look, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad to be here. So Glad to have you. Yeah. Now, today, we are going to be talking about, do you leave your home problems at home or do you bring them into the workplace? You know, there was a study, there's always a study, right? But there was a study not too long ago that said that, well, it actually encouraged some people to bring their problems to work because the argument was it made you more authentic. Mm -hmm. And if you brought your problems from home to work and you discussed them with your coworkers or with your boss, it helped you to release whatever baggage you may be carrying around. And it also gave your fellow coworkers and your boss a little bit of insight into what you may be going through. Now, I do not agree with that at all, but I wanna get your perspective on it. Well, I think it depends on the situation. Like if you had a death in the family and it was somebody really close to you, you were, you're probably going to come to work emotional. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's when you should share like what's going on because it can make you feel different ways. You know, it could bring some anger out. It can bring some, you know well, what I, I mean? It may have, it's going to that. affect your job I nine times but, out of ten. But that's bereavement, and I totally agree with you. Bereavement is different. Oftentimes, you, you have no choice. If you yeah. had a fight with your husband or your, your girlfriend or whatever, you know, and then you bring that into the office, now that might be something totally different. So you're saying that you don't agree with that study? Well, it depends because my close friends, you know, I'm kind of like the Aries in that aspect. My close friends, I want to hear all about it. I want every detail. Right. Spill you know. the tea. I, right. I spill know. the tea. I <laughs> want to know. But we're talking but about at work, though. I know. I'm right. talking about right. at work right. because I don't want to just go to work just to work. Right. You know, you don't I don't want to just go to work just to work. I just want to make sure we're levels and we're talking about the I want to go to work. I want to have a well-rounded work experience. So not only do I want to do my job, but I also want to get to know the people that I want to get to know right. you know and nothing's better than work gossip we're not talking about gossip dearies. I know we're, we're not talking about, about gossip but we're just talking about the creating the the work having that good all-around work experience True. so the thing is what just to piggyback off what Tam was saying that if that's your friend at work your work friend somebody mm -hmm. that you care for yeah then of course you want them to discuss those issues with you because you care about them so you want to try to help them right however though if my relationship with you was not that strong when I I really don't know too much about you, but yet you come to work, you're causing the scene, you're doing all this extra stuff. I'm I'm going to be like, okay, you probably need to just go home. Well, and I agree with that. So <laughs> I've been in a few situations, some interesting situations, and one comes to mind when we're talking about bringing your home issues into the work environment. I was mm -hmm. in a meeting. Um, we will keep the names to you know private to protect the innocent here. Okay. But I nobody's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was in a meeting and we had one of our coworkers mm -hmm. was in the meeting and we were having a heated discussion on a particular topic at the office. All of a sudden, out the blue, she starts crying. Now, 
of course, we were all taken aback. Like, well, what, what, what did we say? You know, we're talking about work. You know, any other day we could talk about this issue and people just don't burst out crying. Right. But on this particular day, she did. She started crying. She, you know, she was emotional. She was tying it to back to what we were talking about. But it was obvious that she was dealing with something else that had nothing to do with what we were talking about in that conference room that day. Well, how did it make her cry? Did well, it we trigger don't something? Well, well, we don't know if it's something what that y'all we say said to her? that triggered Look, what y'all it. Said to her. <laughs> right. Look, what was this mean? <laughs> was it, was, y'all was bullying her. Y'all was talking right, about. Right, you know. But, but wait a minute. But y'all was talking about her shoes. <laughs> y'all, y'all told her her shoes. Without naming names, you know, those was, ugly was, shoes. Right. That so-and-so had her. She came to work with some Birkenstocks on, and you told her her feet was ashy. Did you tell her her toenails was bad? Like, girl, why you gonna come to work and your toenails ain't done? Oh my God. You know, you need some lotion on them ankles, girl. <laughs> no, we weren't. Y'all hated about her dress. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, she burst out crying. She did. So she y'all said something in that meeting that but triggered the emotions. What it was y'all to this to day, I don't know what it was, and and so mm-hmm. you know, of course she excused herself, and we were all sitting there just dumbfounded, like what, <laughs> what in the world just happened, right? So fast forward. Somebody same told her she person. looked fat in a yellow dress. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, did you gain some weight today? <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, it's probably Tracy told her. <laughs> and you know, Tracy ain't got no filter neither. Look, y'all don't don't let don't let don't let this radio Tracy fool you. Tracy will, will, will know, be very right? candid with you. So She's very true. candid. That is so and not she will true. she will just kind of slightly hint to something that, that she doesn't like about you. Well, moving on, moving on, said person, again, we're gonna keep the name private to protect the innocent. Said person was in another meeting. Fast forward a week or two. And even though in this meeting she didn't break out crying, she didn't, you know, burst out crying, mm-hmm. she did come to the meeting looking rather disheveled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> see, see. And, um, you know, amongst see. ourselves, we were like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> Y'all were talking about it. No, well, we were, we were curious as to, you know, first the, the outburst of tears. Man, now she comes to, to the office looking rather, you know, ill put together. Mm-hmm. So we just want to understand what in the world was going on just with her. Fueled their fire. But, but again, do we this is not someone that I'm close to this is not a close friend like you said Tam earlier mm-hmm. this is not a close work friend this is just someone that I happen to work with and we happen to be on these projects together we don't have a personal relationship but obviously there are things going on at home that she's not dealing well with and it's now affecting her work life so right. you know we all should take inventory as to you know are we really leaving home at home are we letting our home issues affect our work life that's and, true yeah. and, and what can we do about that you know is there anything that we can do about it i say yes there is and <laughs> and, and that is trace is gonna have a meeting uh, about it of course, yeah we're gonna have a meeting about it right yeah. mm-hmm. but no there is there it's called self-care and you know this is kind of a buzzword right now everyone's mm-hmm. talking about self-care you pick up any magazine right now there's umpteen articles about self-care and so it's become kind of a fad it's a new trend but it's not actually new it's actually something that's we should all be doing right in every aspect of our life but i definitely am going to get into ways in which we can be better at self-care but in the case of this said person someone made the comment at the office that maybe maybe someone should take this person to hr because the behavior is disruptive. Now, I I didn't want to be on that bandwagon. I didn't want to take this person to HR, get them in trouble. You know, they got to sit down and do all of that. I, 
I didn't feel it was so disruptive to me, at least, mm-hmm. um, for my work. But others in the environment, other coworkers in the environment felt that, you know, bursting out in tears in meetings and looking disheveled was disruptive to getting their job done. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel feel that. What do you guys think? I mean, if you were in that situation with a coworker, I would definitely refer her to an EAP specialist to let her know that if she can't talk to her supervisor or one of us or. Um, now, Tam, for those, for those out there that may not be familiar with EAP, what is that? Um, that's oh the counselor. Look, oh <laughs> that's Never mind, everybody. Right. Go on Google right now and Google Figure EAP. It out. Yeah. <laughs> but but, it, but it, is, it, is a, it is an office that a lot of companies have, I'm assuming, that, yeah. that provide counseling. That provides okay. counseling. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's like the workplace counselor. So okay. you could call them. Because I've called plenty of times, you know. If I have an issue that I can't get past, you know, there was a fire in my building, for example. Right. Right. I called to find out how do I get past that, you know. And the yeah. guy was like, you're paralyzed by fear so this is what you do blah 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 so they helped me so mm-hmm. you can do this but you called on your own accord right you made the decision to make that phone call yeah nobody had to tell me right. i have eap this is on a, speed right, dial. right but this is a situation where this person may or may not do that for herself or his self right and the other co-workers are the ones that are complaining so what do you do? Well, who are they complaining to? Her supervisor? Or are they complaining to each other? To each other. I mean, I don't know if anyone took steps to go as far as to take her down to HR because she burst out in tears or because she looked, you know, wrinkled coming to work. I, I don't know. I mean, I just know that they were complaining amongst themselves. Now, dearies, I know... Look, that's, that's what I'm, I'm almost scared, everyone. I'm almost scared to even bring this up. But I know you and I talked about this uh, a few weeks back. You had mm. some pretty strong opinions about a person, a coworker, with this behavior well, in the office. Well, one thing because okay, so if you do have issues at home and they're very heavy, well, you you can't help but bring them to work. Well, try to not be a distraction. However. You can like EAP, which is Employee Assistance thank you. Program. Yeah, I can't oh remember. wow! Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, thank the, you for showing off. Right. Thank you. Mm. Such a show off. But uh, you can seek out your EAP now. If you're not doing that, if you're not really truly seeking help for your um, uh, what, what's the word your I'm issues. Gonna use? your issues that you're having at home that you you can't help to bring to work then I would advise you to take some days off and deal with them. Do not come to my workplace and distract me or cause a scene in my workplace where I am trying to focus on my job, especially so if my saying, job is high. It's, it's a high-stress job yeah. anyway. But So you're saying that the outburst, the, t- the crying, the crying, the looking disheveled, all of that you feel is disruptive y- for you. Because you, want, you are an adult at this point. You know, you're not a child. I'm not going to coddle a grown person adult i'm not going to coddle you you need to know how to take care of that but what if but what if this person is going through some serious serious so then you need to seek help seek help outside of employment seek help within employment just seek help how to deal with your issues instead of having these outbursts because to me it looks like you're seeking attention it looks like you're trying to get people to oh it's okay yes because i was just about to say if they're a drama king (laughs) or a drama queen in which i've worked with plenty of them and to the people that complain about this they may complain about the situation to themselves but to me i don't like complaining Mm -hmm. so if you're going to sit there complain about it then do something about it do something so then you would not take this person to hr you would hope that they would come to the realization on their own 
that they should get help. You I, wouldn't take I, them to honestly, HR. Honestly, if, if the person's, like, say, for example, if I'm in the office and the person's in the next cubicle, you know, I'm not going to be a, a, a dirt bag and be just, you know, not, you know, be concerned about it. I may ask, like, what's going on and maybe give my two cents, like, you know, maybe you should try to, you know, take care of this situation outside of work. You may, you know, it, or try to focus more on work to get off the issue, get your right. mind off the issue. Let's right. try to kind of try to bring them back into the work, uh, mm-hmm. to, to the work environment. I would try my best as I can as an individual. However, if it's getting out of hand where it's too often, I might have to complain to HR. Like, you know, I'm just tired of, of Mike getting uh, these temper tantrums and throwing the cell phone, throwing his phones and stuff like that. I'm getting tired of like, and it's it's kind of freaking me out because uh, it's wor- making me worried and think this guy might come to work and do some dangerous. Well, that's true. As, we are mm-hmm. in a day and age where we've heard too many stories of people going into their place of work killing innocent people because again exactly. they're not dealing with their issue at home you right know? so we, and we I just had the guy in, in virginia that. the guy yeah in virginia i don't know why do you kill innocent people that have absolutely nothing to do with your problem but you just go out here and kill innocent people i don't I, understand, I don't understand it either but i mean they're i guess it's a way of release i guess it's a way of you know they are expressing themselves they're angry and that moment, they are just not thinking. They're thinking selfishly. They're thinking selfishly. That's very selfish because yeah. I can see if you took it out. And not that it's right either, but if you're taking it out on the person that actually did something to you, which nine times out of ten, they seem like they don't never take it out on the person that actually well, did true, something true. to well, them. We hear about they always take yeah. it out on people that has absolutely nothing to do with the situation. Don't even know you, for crying out loud. Exactly. Right. And yeah, you're going up shooting up you know, right. innocent people. That's true. Right. So then we can definitely agree that it can escalate. So this person that I talked about earlier, spoke of earlier, who's crying in a meeting or coming to work disheveled, that's that's low level stuff. But if he or she does not get the problem addressed, if he or she does not learn to deal with the issue, then that means that it could escalate. We could have, heaven forbid, another situation on our hands with someone going into the workplace killing innocent people right because again it was never dealt with Mm. so my question is do they go into the workplace because they couldn't talk to their fellow co-workers about the problems that they were having at home well a lot of people don't i mean i don't go into when i'm consulting with clients and so forth i don't Say, oh, by the way, I'm mad about such and such at home. <laughs> I, you know, I don't do that. I mean, right. I'm there to perform a job. And that's Tell me, by the way. Yeah, right. By the way, I'm mad at my cat. Right. My cat really Maggie. made me mad. Yeah, Maggie. Miss yeah. Maggie doodled in my bed. <laughs> so now I'm mad. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Right. So I do understand people coming to the office and not readily sharing what's bothering them. I get it. I get it, but, but share something because I would rather be in preventive mode than reactive mode. Well, that's where true. Too. We have to now have to, you know, fend for our lives. I don't want to do that's that. True. You that's know, true. That's true. I'd rather listen to what it is that you had to say and direct you to the resources that could help you work through these issues right. than you coming up in here with AK 47 trying that's to take true. me out. That's you true. Know? Now, what about the situation where you are? the employer or the boss or the director or the manager and you now have to deal with this person who's come to you and said look boss i'm dealing with some heavy stuff at home i just found out that my uh my husband's been 
stepping out on me with this mm. woman and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do and, and, and you know, and so they just lay all this on you and you are in charge of this department and this employee comes directly to you because you're their immediate boss. You're their immediate manager. They didn't mm. want to go to HR. How do you handle that? Do you think as the boss, the immediate manager, that you should handle it? Should you just cart them off to HR or should you handle it? No, see, that right there, I, I, I would appreciate if the employee would come to me and talk to me about this issue, not just have these random outbursts and not giving me, at least allowing me to be in a, uh, of, a, of assistance to try to help out, or try to at least give her some, her or him some issue pointers or try to, you know, some advice. Some, some yeah, advice, yeah. right. But we got to be careful with that too, right? Because you are not, as their boss, you may be their boss, but you may not be a qualified counselor, a qualified right. therapist. So right. see, because we are in a day and age where folks are going to their bosses being a lot more open. Again, mm. there's this whole notion, everyone, of authenticity and it's permeating everything. So in order to be authentic, I got to be my real self. And they're going to their bosses with stuff that maybe several years ago they wouldn't have gone to their boss. Well, so the thing is, there's a way you can go about that because you don't want to go off into uh, into giving out advice that, that you really have no business giving out. But what you can do is maybe just advise them to seek the proper help. And then it's okay to just to be that shoulder, that ear that they may need. It's okay to do that and just be like, you know, and just so a sounding board. You're saying that if you are in a situation where you have an employee that's going through some things, they come to you right. instead of trying to solve the problem, then, just be a sounding board. Right. If you need to just get stuff off your chest just to make the work day better for you, then that's fine with me. I'm willing to listen to you and I'm willing, I'm willing to empathize and sympathize with you. I just don't want you to go back out there into the work area and just, you know, break down. Now you're causing a scene and now you're a distraction. Right. So and you come to me in private. Our conversation is discreet. This doesn't leave the walls of my office. And we're going to talk about what we can do to get to get the proper help and assistance for you. Because I don't, especially if I'm not in that position where if I'm not married and you tell me about what happened to you, then I would advise you to seek the proper help. And I would just kind of give you advice on trying to just be strong. At least just trying to stay focused for work. Okay. You okay. Know, so well, I, I agree because we have to be careful not to give advice when we are not professionally right. qualified to right. give it because if anything were to happen obviously um, we would have to answer to that we at Blossom Arc understand that you don't want just any audience you want the right audience that's interested in your product or service we can help you connect to this audience via lead generation content marketing email SEO media and advertising promotions training and so much more visit us at www.blossommark.com that's blossom m-a-r-k.com or shoot us an email at hello at blossomart.com we look forward to connecting you to your right audience make more sales and yes see your business flourish and blossom jake was in big trouble with the irs he owed how much ninety two thousand dollars ouch the irs left no room for jake to breathe they put a lien on my house took all the money out of my bank account took money out of my paychecks so it was a nightmare he needed help fast i figured that all these companies were the same until i called federal tax management 
you could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now. 800-264-7215. 800-264-7215. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network. Brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Reservation. Call now. 800-510-7126. 800-510-7126. 6 That's 800-510-7126. Welcome back, everyone, to the B-Zone with yours truly, Tracy S. Campbell. And we are getting ready to get into our dear B-Zone letter for today. Tam, oh boy. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What do we have today? Dear B-Zone, there's a senior executive in my office that I really like. We have been flirting with each other for three months now. And last week, we were alone on the elevator and shared a passionate kiss. We are both single, and I would love the chance to go out with him, but he has not asked me out on a date yet. Do you think I should wait for him to ask me out or should I make the first move? He's not my boss but we do work in the same division and I don't want things to get awkward between us. What should I do? Oh boy. Oh, juicy, so, juicy. <laughs> well, well, I will say this. I can somewhat relate to this letter. Long time ago, I definitely had a couple relationships that started in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just saying for me, I'm not suggesting, I'm not promoting that someone dates a coworker. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. say, honestly, most of the time it ends up being a situation. A situationship? Yeah, <laughs> situationship, right, yes. right. So most of the time it does. But I have to say, Tam, that in those two relationships that I had that started in the workplace, they didn't end bad. Uh, they were great while they lasted. And with one of them, at least, I still can see, friend, and communicate with on Facebook to this day. Mm. So I think if it's handled correctly, that it doesn't necessarily have to end in this catastrophic way That's um, that we that we usually hear Some about. Some people are so dramatic, you know. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> Dairy, speaking of drama, Dairy, uh, what, uh, what, what do you have to say He's about the drama that? king. Yeah, the drama king. 
yeah. Well, I fell victim to. Uh, fell victim. <laughs> fell victim. Really? Okay. I, I fell victim <laughs> to workplace relationships, wow. and uh, as someone who thought it was going to be fun, it really wasn't fun. And for me mm. to do it not once, not twice, but three times in oh. three different work is <laughs> work. Oh well, you have place me of employment. Me be everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I mean, you know, it was just, it was, it was pie out by proximity. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah, I, everyone. I, wow. I, okay. Wow. Okay. She really just needs to cool her jets because the fact is this guy, right? Uh yeah, you guys shared a little kiss on the elevator, whatnot, and mm-hmm. he hasn't asked you on a date yet. Well, let me give you some game. He probably dealing with some other women too. Mm-hmm. So one thing you probably want to just kind of cool out, wait till he approach you. You do not blitz this play. You let him come to you. You let him come approach you and ask you out. Period. Okay. Well, yeah, because I mean, he, according to the letter, they were on the elevator. He just arbitrarily kisses her. I mean, there's got to have been. They, they must have been. Like, hey, this guy been. sounds like been a, building up for three months. Okay, so they've been, been flirting with each other. Look, three months, they get on the elevator, and for whatever reason, he makes exactly. The move. Come on now, think about that. That y'all been who flirts for three months. What you mean? Who flirts for three I'm, months? Uh, Plenty of people flirt no, for a long time. No, no, for three Some months and then I finally exactly, exactly. What? He said what? Why you flirt with me? Why you over there flirting with me? I done backpacked and kayak out. What I'm gonna do at work? I'm flirting with Casey. I done gave Aretha the kayak. Okay, you realize that's a body part. I'm just saying that why would I'm flirting with one woman for three months and but at three months I done moved around? That's not uncommon. Oh. That's ridiculous. We could flirt for like maybe a week, two weeks, or three weeks. Mm-hmm. After that, in my mind, it's okay, it's time to make a kill. If I'm on a hunt, you don't well, see maybe, a lion but okay, but again, hunting but, deer for three months. But wait a minute. They're in an office environment. Okay, I see you every day for eight hours. You know Two days of working but with you. we don't you. know at what point of their encounter that their respective relationships are in. You know, are they both? Did she mention? She that said they're, they're single? both single. They're both they single. At this time. At, at this time, time. right. Okay, so he so could have been breaking up with somebody. That, exactly. Yeah, it's true. been three months. We don't know everything that's been going but on during those three flirting. months. But you're still flirting. My thing is, right, if I'm going to be sitting here flirting with you, especially for three months, because he had three months, 90 days, <laughs> <laughs> a, a thousand some hours to ask her. you. I don't care if you a CEO, well, senior executive. You ain't. I do agree. Out of three months, you couldn't find one day I to do take agree. this one. Yeah. I do agree. Yeah. I do agree that yeah. she probably shouldn't waste a lot of brain cells and a lot of. Mental but you know how women get caught yeah, up, we do. you know, we like get they up. get our attention, we do. You know, crazy. and like you know, I like you if I'm flirting back, you know. Right, yeah, that's true. But I agree. I you think got the that audacity okay. to not want to go in for the kill. Like, come on, come speed on. it up. Like, right. what, what well, are you doing? I think I do agree that. Pie out on the platter. Pie out on the platter. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. But I think we all agree <laughs> that she should not spend a whole lot of time or waste a lot of time waiting on this guy. Nah, she, she needs could to make him jealous by flirting with somebody else. She no, nah, that's messy. Now that's, that yeah, that that's is messy, messy Tam. <laughs> Whatever, that is very messy. Tam, that's messy. Oh, that's step what, up that's your what, game. That's what bro. Tam do. Step up oh, your that's game. A get your weight up. That's <laughs> get, your, get your weight up. You know, because oh, there's wow. other fish in the sea. Okay, Look, I'm not gonna be waiting. Forever Look, for that you. That is rather messy. You don't dwell in the same environment, or at least you don't have that type 
going on yeah, we in don't the same wanna, environment, we don't, we but don't, I yeah. would show up to the office uh, picnic with somebody else on my arm. Well, the thing is, that's cool, but it's not going to be from the office, though. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm trying yeah, to tell I you. I agree, Jerry's. I agree. <laughs> you, I can't you, believe I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying this, but yes, I agree. Exactly, I agree. Tam being petty today. Tam being easy. Tam is the petty one. Petty Tam. Petty Tam. Well, everyone, we're gonna take a quick break right here. But when we come back, we are going to talk about ways in which to care for yourself. In other words, self care. We're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Did you know that only one in ten young people from low-income families go on to graduate from a four-year college compared to 50% from high-income families. Children and youth from low-income families are more likely to have sex before the age of 16, run away from home, or even commit a crime. And 7% of young women from low-income families have a child by the age of 18 compared to only 1% from high-income families. Now, with facts like these, it's more important than ever that we provide a strong foundation for our young people, especially our young women. The Bebo Foundation is doing just that through our programs that provide mental and emotional education for healthy mindsets, a mentorship program that provides successful female role models for our young ladies, and even a work-study program teaching media concepts that can help young people contribute to their homes financially. I encourage you to join us on this very important mission. Head over to thebibofoundation.org. That's T-H-E-B-I-B-O foundation.org and help us in this very important work. The Bebo Foundation, creating strong, healthy, and yes, beautiful lives for our youth. One empowering step at a time. Ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money? Well, think about this. If you owe $25,000 on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month, here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? You'll shell out over thirteen grand in additional interest and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solution. Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis. 800-932-5112. 800-932-5112. That's 800-932-5112. Attention all timeshare owners. Is this what you'd like to do with your timeshare contract? Do you own a timeshare and just want out? Thousands of timeshare owners are getting out of their timeshare contracts. With the help of timeshare compliance, timeshare compliance can legally terminate, tear up, shred, eliminate, trash your timeshare agreement, 
ending your payments forever, saving you thousands. So whether you're a victim of a high-pressure dishonest sales agent, or you were misled with what you were buying, or you overpaid and they underdelivered, call Timeshare Compliance now for a free consultation. With one simple call, the trusted professionals at Timeshare Compliance can legally rip up your timeshare agreement and help rip up your financial suffering. You could save thousands. Call now before another payment is due. Timeshare Compliance is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Call 800-576-4160. 800-576-4160. Welcome back to the B-Zone, everyone. And now I am truly excited to introduce this next interview. I had the pleasure of sitting down chatting with actress Jerry Jewell. Now, if you don't know her name, I am sure you have seen her in so many productions. Too many to name, quite frankly, here. But she has been on iconic shows such as The Facts of Life. She's been in numerous TV and movie productions. Most recently, she was featured in HBO's Deadwood, the actual TV show that aired for three or four years and she was also in the movie that just aired a few months ago. Now, Jerry Jewell has had a stellar career as a stand-up comedian, but also she has been a serious actress all the while dealing with the disability of cerebral palsy. As a matter of fact, she was one of the first, if not the first, actress to land a major role in a TV or movie production with a disability. So here we are sitting now with Jerry Jewell as she shares with us her experiences as well as her take on dealing with this challenge and developing a career in Hollywood. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Again, I just want to welcome you to the B-Zone. We're a radio show on AM radio on the East Coast as well as iHeartRadio and TuneIn. So thank you so much for for being here with us. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I love Deadwood. I'm catching up on the old episodes in anticipation for seeing the HBO movie Deadwood. Jerry, your role on the show is really, really entertaining. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was one of my best roles I've ever gotten in my career, truthfully. I guess I'll start, Jerry, with the fact that the distinction of being one of the first actresses that is dealing with a disability that's been cast in a major role, uh, Deadwood being one of those roles. Do you want to start by just sharing with us some of your experiences in that respect? Well, I, I started doing comedy in 1978, and in 1980, I was asked to perform for the second annual Media Access Awards, and that's where Norman Lear saw me. He was there that night. Charlotte Ray was there that night, and Norman, I was introduced to Norman, and he said, you know, you're really funny, kid, but you're way before your time. And I said, okay, so wait a couple months. (laughs) (laughs) He actually waited three months, one more month, and he cast me as Blair's cousin on The Fact of Life. And I, I, get, I get this credit all the time as being the first person with a visible disability ever to be cast on a primetime series. But I'd like to point something out, which I think is really important. There was an actor on The Credible Hulk, Lou Perego, who yes. was very hearing impaired. There was a little person on The Wild Wild West. There were people with disabilities 
before me, but what sets me apart from them, number one, the TV audience never knew that Lou was hearing impaired, and little people, according to Hollywood, have been entertaining us for years, and they were not put in the category of a person with a disability. So I became the one who was defined as the first person with a disability, and I was the first woman with a disability of a cast. Well, you know, Jerry, I thank you for taking the time to explain that, because I, I definitely had no idea that Lou Ferrigno had a hearing impairment. That definitely was not something that we readily knew about. It definitely obviously didn't affect his performance on The Incredible Hulk. And to your point, other individuals that we just don't classify in that fashion have gone on to entertain us in various roles. So so we want to be clear, you are the first female actress with a disability, being cerebral palsy, that has been, has been cast in a major role, starting all the way back to Facts of Life and, again, all the way forward to Deadwood and beyond. So I thank you for clearing that up because that's really, really important for people to know that there are a lot of talented people that we've been watching on television and in film for years that are dealing with a physical um, challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, I couldn't hide cerebral poverty. I couldn't put it in my back pocket. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. But I tell you, you are such an inspiration. Can you tell us, going all the way back to Facts of Life and Norman Lear, seeing that talent in you and seeing just the innate talent that you have and then casting you on a major show like that, did you feel the pressure of, wow, I'm on this major show I had this challenge, Will. Did you feel any type of pressure or fear in approaching this? You know, truthfully, I was a very, very young 23-year-old. Right, right. (laughs) I was probably emotionally 14 or 15, and I was oblivious to even the impact that I made. You know, I was just doing my thing. And it's interesting you should ask that because shortly after I did Fact of Life, Norman Lear cast me in another show called I Love Liberty in 1982. Mm -hmm. And I performed alongside uh, Christopher Reeve, John Wayne, Jane Fonda, Barbara Streisand, Mary Tyler Moore, you know, huge, huge stars. And we we performed in front of 25,000 people. And it was supposed to be a live performance on ABC, but they got behind schedule, so it ended up being recorded and shown the following week, which was a blessing to me because I walked on stage and I was using crutches because Norman Leo cast me as the American disabled person, and I wanted to look more disabled. And so I'm standing there doing this comedy routine, and 25,000 people did not laugh. Oh, my God. The first thought that went through my head was, wow, this was a short career. Nobody laughed. And I dropped the crutches on the stage, and I had tears in my eyes. And I said, you know what? I think I need help. Wow. And Norman Lear came running up on the stage. He's holding me in his arms. He thought that I was having a nervous breakdown. He had never seen anything like it. And he thought he gave me too much responsibility to young. And he said, Jerry, are you all right? And I pulled away from him and I said, Norman, I'm fine. But the material sucks. 
I bet he got a kick out of that. I bet he got a kick out of that for sure. Oh, yeah, he smiled. And he put his hands on my shoulders and he said, Jerry, read my lips. The mic wasn't on. Oh, that's funny. Now, before we go, because I definitely want to get in uh, your one of your up-and-coming projects, if I'm correct, and that's Joey Travolta's Carol of the Bells. Um, yes. Yes, I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about that and the fact that this is a production where a large majority of the cast and crew are, I guess, technically disabled. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. Phenomenal. And would love to sh- would love to hear more about that. Well, um, I only have one thing in it, and it's a it's a special guest star role. And mm-hmm. I'm working in that scene with R.J. Mitty from Breaking Bad, and we've always wanted to work together, so that was a way to make it happen. And it was interesting because when I read the script, I, I, I said to the casting director, I said, what are the odds of two people sitting next to each other out of the blue and we both have cerebral palsy? That doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, I would imagine that it's not something that happens every day. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it happens from time to time, but it, it, to me it seemed kind of stagey. And he, and he said the same thing you did. He said, well, this time it happened. It just happened that way. And I said, I don't buy it. Could make me a nun and don't have me walk anywhere, and I won't look like I have cerebral palsy in a habit. And I'm assuming they took your advice. I'm a nun. You're not. <laughs> I'm Sister Gloria. Uh-huh. Everybody was cracking up because the that odds of somebody with cerebral palsy being a nun or not right. zero. Right. But, you know, I. but, again, I, I think it's great that you're able to make those type of suggestions because those are major suggestions. Those are suggestions that are changing scripts or changing storylines potentially. And the fact that you're able to make those suggestions and they're being listened to, there's a lot of individuals that I'm sure – don't have that leverage, if you will, or that influence. So I think that's really interesting that you're able to make those kind of suggestions in almost everything that we've talked about today and every uh, project we've talked about, you were able to voice your opinion, and your opinion has been respected. Yes, and I do not take that for granted. That's a gift. Well, I tell you, Jerry, man, I wish we had three hours to chat because this has been just so incredible. It's been so interesting. And in addition to Joey Travolta's Carol the Bell, now, can you tell us more about when that production will be available to the public? Is it, is it, be, are you working on it now? Uh, what well, can they, you learn more? There's not a whole lot known right now. It's okay. A Chris, it's a Christmas story, so my guess, it'll be the holiday season. You'll show up somewhere. I I don't know the specifics on that. Okay, okay, but it is a holiday offering, and we hope to see it later this year, 2019, is our hope that we will be able to catch that and see you once again do a fantastic job in your role as a nun uh, in this particular (laughs) production. (laughs) A far cry from Jewel and Deadwood, right? So so obviously your your range of acting is just incredible, so we appreciate that. And for those who want to see you on Deadwood, they have an opportunity on HBO right now to check out Deadwood the movie, which picks up 13 years later after season three of the uh, HBO hit series, 
And, Jerry, I so enjoyed this. So enjoyed your time today. Oh, thank you. And I guarantee you the movie will not disappoint anyone. It was so well done. It's such a beautiful script. You'll love it. Well, I can't wait to see it. I'm trying to get through season three as fast as I can, Jerry, so that I can get over and watch the movie. I don't want to ruin anything, so I want to watch season three. Get over and watch the movie. (laughs) So don't tell me anything. I I can't wait to, to see it. I'm sure it's phenomenal as the series was, and I just really, really with much continued success Thanks. with everything that you have coming up and I hope we're able to check in with you again in the near future to stay abreast of what you're doing. Oh, I would love to. Thank you. And I hope we can chat again sometime. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere oh, just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. The lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off, you know. They picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief. The best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-582-2918. 800-582-2918. Optima Tax Relief. Are you over the age of 50? Want peace of mind and financial security for your family? Here's an important message to you from Senior Care USA. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. That leaves your loved ones the burden of paying your debts and funeral costs. Our plans start as low as a dollar per day and will pay your family up to $30,000 to help pay for your funeral and other expenses. There are no medical exams, your rates will never increase, and your plan cannot be canceled, regardless of your medical conditions as long as you make your premium payments. Get up to $30,000 in final expense insurance. Call now for free information. Just answer a few simple questions and get approved right over the phone in just a few minutes. Call right now. Call 800-399-0441-800-399-0441-800-399-0441. That's 800-399-0441. Welcome back to the B-Zone, everyone. And I hope that you are enjoying today's conversation around self-care. And I hope you are thinking about whether or not you bring your problems from home into the workplace, okay? Now, we've established that at the end of the day, we all need to do a better job when it comes to self-care. Maybe if we do a better job with self-care, we won't have a need to bring our home issues into the workplace. So we wanna talk about some ways in which you can practice self-care. Number one, and this is something that I'm gonna admit I need to do a much better job at, and actually there are millions of other Americans that have the same problem. Make sleep a part of your self-care routine. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's my favorite thing to do and people won't let me sleep. Well, I, I wish I would <laughs> have to sleep more. I really do. I really do. But they say sleep has a huge effect on how you feel both emotionally and physically. And if you don't get enough sleep, it leads to high stress. Mm. It leads to anxiety and it wreaks havoc 
on your overall health, okay? Mm. So uh, you have to establish a sleep routine. Now, a lot of us keep the TV on, the phone is right there next to our bed, mm. the computer is there, all of these distractions. The optimal conditions are a dark room, mm -hmm. a cold room, or at least a cool room, mm -hmm. and all electronics either off or not even in the room to begin with. Mm. That is the ideal sleep environment, okay? Mm. So if you're able to do that. I say turn on your Calm app. And that's, yeah, they have a lot of Calm apps now. That's right. That's yep. right. So it, that whole white noise, I think it's called. So you want to make sure you falling asleep in a dark cool room mm -hmm. with water falls music. and yeah mm -hmm. all of that yeah that's yeah. really cool yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Love yeah. That. yeah. so we have to I have take a nap right now well you can't so stop <laughs> okay so but, but at any rate when you get home tonight everybody make sure you set up your sleep Self routine <laughs> mm -mm. next take care of your gut we all know about probiotics, prebiotics, and all those things. Mm -hmm. It's more than just a fad. Literally, your gut plays a huge role on your overall health. Okay, mm -hmm. when your gut is happy and healthy, overall you are happy and healthy. It's, it's all about creating good bacteria in our body and getting rid of the bad bacteria. Okay, mm -hmm. so definitely make sure you're taking care of your gut health. Exercise daily, not once a week. Not once a month, daily. Daily exercise is something that minimizes stress, anxiety. It also, of course, helps us with weight management, but it also helps us produce more serotonin in our brain, and that leads us to happier, healthier feelings. Mm. So daily exercise does more than just help us Wait, what is it, Darius? Wait up, wait out. Get, get, your, wait your, wait up. Up. get your weight up. Get your weight up. So it's more than that. It's way more than that. Okay. Right. So eating right, of course. So if we eat a bunch of junk, a bunch of sugar, a bunch of fried foods, things of that nature, yeah, we feel good in the short term. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, we are doing a lot of damage to our bodies and our minds. So we definitely want to make sure we eat healthy, primarily vegetables, fruits, make it a really dense fruit and vegetable based Get your diet. water up. And, and yes, a lot of you, water. Lots of water. water. And a lot of people don't do that. I mm -hmm. yeah, dehydration, which I At learned least the hard a gallon way a day. this year is is really is real. Dehydration is real. We gotta make sure we mm -hmm. keep those water levels mm -hmm. up. Take a self care trip. And it doesn't have to be anything costly. It could literally be going to the next town over, doing some sightseeing, mm -hmm. but scheduling time just for yourself or maybe your loved one, your romantic partner, whatever that may be. You may be making a friend's trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever it is, a self-care trip and schedule time to do it on a regular basis. Just walking outside has been proven to keep us in a better mood and help us to think more clearly. Just being outside, getting mm. outside literally will help you decompress and it reduces fatigue and depression and burnout. Really? Just walking outside, yeah. Quick question. Yeah. The self pleasure. <laughs> Does that count? The for next one, everybody. <laughs> let a pet. <laughs> let a pet <laughs> help you with your self care. Now we all know, Tam. Tam. We all know that um, oh, pets are oh, wonderful, wonderful creatures they, on this earth, they and are. I adore. My little Mackie, who's a mm -hmm. Himalayan cat, mm -hmm. and I, he's wonderful. He's he's smart. He's he's just wonderful. He's charming and self What? Yes, he is. And you gonna date or something like you gonna? <laughs> <put him> on... <laughs> she and did and, say and that pets like, like Mackie have been known 
to not only provide us with unconditional love, but they have been known to help those who suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Pets actually help individuals who suffer from PTSD. I don't know Isn't that. that My cats, when I have PTSD, and when the fireworks went off on the 4th of July, me and the cats was almost up under the bed, so they didn't help me at Well, Tam, all. we're talking about in normal people. Oh. All of us was up under the bed, like, oh, in Lord normal, have mercy. In normal <laughs> individuals, pets have been shown to help lower anxiety, <laughs> stress, and PTSD. Getting organized, everybody. Getting organized. Literally getting rid of the clutter in your house, in your office, in your garage, wherever it is. Getting rid of clutter allows us to think clearly. Mm-hmm. It allows us to feel a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and thus takes away stress and anxiety. Just getting organized, getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of stuff that you don't need anymore <laughs> and having an organized house. Okay. okay? And cooking for yourself. I don't know about that. Now what? that just stressed me out. Why? Now, why? <laughs> according, according to experts, when you cook for yourself, mm. you tend to eat less calories. And you tend to consume a more nutrient-dense diet. So mm-hmm. therefore, if you're doing both, and it can also serve, Tam, mm-hmm. as a way to bond with your family. Make it a group activity. I make Taco Tuesdays. Does that count? We'll let it count for today, Tam. We'll let it count. We'll let it Now, this is something I love to do, and I don't get a lot of time to do it, but I tell you, I can tell the difference. Read a book. Okay, now, they're saying read a book about self-care for self-care. That's what they're saying. But I'm talking about reading in general. Reading yeah. in general relaxes me. So, I can see that. Yeah, it really does. But they are advocating that if you read books on self-care, that it will lower your anxiety and stress, give you more of a better outlook, and improve your mood. That's what they're saying. Okay. Well, or just reading something that you love, I would say. Yeah, I you think know. so. I think so. I mean, I can just, I can attest that when I take time just to read something that is not related to business or work. Yes. I sleep better. I, I just mellow out. I mean, it's a drastic difference. So I am a, I'm a strong advocate of that one. Yeah. And last but not least, schedule your self-care time and guard it. With everything that, that you that need. Me, yes. that, that me time is critical. That me time is. is critical. They it's don't critical. care if it's just 15 minutes a day. Whatever it is, make sure you schedule it on a regular basis mm-hmm. so that you can do any of these things on the list. Or maybe something we didn't even mention today that gives you a way to decompress, de-stress, balance yourself, and get a clearer head. Walk away from the stress, the problems. Get outside. Do whatever it is that you need to do. But schedule it every day and make it a priority that schedule self-care time. Right. Don't let people guilt trip you. Okay? Well, that's true. And that happens a lot that people oh God, feel guilty do. for taking care of themselves. Yeah, that happens have a lot. When you that have that guilt. free time to yeah. not do anything, then plan to not do nothing if that's what you like to do. But don't let people guilt trip you just because you have a free day to obligate your time to them or whatever they may have for you. Don't right. feel guilty about that. Really take your time and really like if you need to sleep, sleep. Eat, eat. Yes. That's right. Yes. Break out. Read your book. Watch yes. TV. Play the game. No. Get some pie out on my day. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Everyone, on that note, we're going to take a quick break right here. <laughs> While you go get some self care, we're going right. to take you to this message and we'll, we'll be see. right back. Self care, self pleasure, pie out, whatever. You got to take care of that. 
Tracy, this Dear Bees on Letter. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Tam, every week it's something with the Dear Bees on Letter. <laughs> but hey, by the way, Tam, how can someone get their letter to us? Well, they can email us at dearbeezone at beboweekly.com. Well, I think you need to say that one more time, Tam. They can email us at deartheletterbzone at beboweekly.com. Well, I can't wait to see what we get the share of the Dear B Zone letter in the zone. Welcome back to the B Zone, everyone. And I truly hope you enjoyed today's show all about whether or not you take your issues, your problems, your concerns into the office or do you actually leave them at home? And we hope that you enjoyed the tips that we gave you on how to take care of yourself or in other words, self-care. Okay, it's a buzzword right now, but it truly is a very important thing that we all need to do. And I hope, Tam, that we helped out that young lady in the Beer B Zone letter today. I, I hope that uh, we gave her some food for thought. Yeah, move on, sis. Basically, at the end of the day, that's it. Move on. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to wrap it up here, everyone. But of course, we got to leave you with Dieri's word of the day. Dieri, what do we have today? Today's word is redoubtable. This is to be feared slash formidable. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they were 7-5-1 last year, but they were still a redoubtable team to play against. Hmm. Okay, redoubtable. To be feared, I'm sorry, say that one more time. Feared or formidable. Feared or formidable. Everyone, see if you can be redoubtable in your world this coming week. But in the meantime, have a good one, and we will be back next week with another great topic, of course. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Adios. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash bzone with TSC. That's the letter B, zone with TSC. And check out our page on the Bebo Weekly website at beboweekly.com slash bzone.